Hi everybody. Good to have you back. Good to have you back, of course. Um, it's great. It's great to have uh, anybody listen to this, so I appreciate you listening. And anybody subscribing to the YouTube, I appreciate it. But I'm going to talk to you about just like some cryptocurrency theory versus fiat currency. But people are like, there's a there's a scam with cryptocurrency. Uh, I mean, people are worried about this issue of centralization versus decentralization. Bitcoin is more decentralized than uh, regular currencies. Like for some reason any anybody who's like a surface level investor in crypto the only thing that they can rely on to tell people why they're investing in it is because it's more decentralized like this is as far as anybody gets that's the idea that anybody knows it's like that's what gives its values that it's decentralized and then people go after the idea of this by saying that they're actually centralized um and as i've said on here a number of times cryptocurrencies are both centralized and decentralized it's just that bitcoin is relatively more decentralized than national currencies and the reason for that is because if you have like a chase bank and there's five people that have a bank account with chase bank and they each have like a thousand dollars in it they have a bank account um all of that money those five one thousand dollar accounts they're pooled as five thousand dollars on on within chase bank with Bitcoin, if each of those five people took their $1,000 out and then put it into Bitcoin, then what you have are five separate banks because each of those people are storing that money in their own personalized wallet. Or in other words, um, or in other words, or in other words, um, there's five different banks and so this is this is a decentralization of money because there are uh there are as many banking facilities for bitcoin as there are individuals holding it or something close to that and um for like chase bank that's holding fiat currencies there are far fewer chase bank facilities than there are people with accounts in it but people have to pool their accounts in these facilities and so those facilities are more centralized but there there's as many facilities for bitcoin as there are people that invest in it because they put it in their own wallet but the what's valuable about it is that people are the sole proprietor of the money that's in their bank or in other words they are they are the bank or the bank exists on their phone but like um warren buffett was warren buffett is quoted as saying that he doesn't own anything in cryptocurrency because i mean i guess he doesn't he doesn't think that it's going to work out allegedly i think that that's probably bullshit he probably sees that this thing has gone up however like five thousand percent in the last decade or whatever and he probably has some money in it he's lying to the public but because um because his wealth is probably more dependent on the current state of things that's how he got his wealth and is in the current environment and so he probably deals pretty well in that he's probably pretty comfortable in the current state of things the current stock market is warren buffett i i would guess because he's made so many billions of dollars just investing in stocks like he doesn't want an emerging 
an emerging network of stocks to come about that he's not familiar with. But, uh, like, he probably has some money in it. Overall, he's lying to the public that he's saying that um, he has nothing in it. But he was saying that I he's like, I don't put any money in it, into it because ultimately it doesn't produce anything. He's like, I don't think you should invest in Bitcoin because it doesn't produce anything. And then, and so like, whoever it is that runs this article will never give any counter argument to that statement. That's kind of like the way that things are now. They do the same with Elon Musk is like, this billionaire said this. And so, wow, I guess you should start doing that rather than that any, like uh, people don't, People often don't question billionaires in articles they write about their statements, I would say. And so, but like a few years ago, there was a lot more, there was a lot more positivity about like news for investing in Bitcoin and Ethereum because all of the articles that they ran about them were just new headlines about progress that any one of them, that Bitcoin or Ethereum was making. Like they used to just run headlines about like, now this organization is doing this in order to set the stage for accepting Bitcoin or, or whatever. And like, they still run those articles as long as you dig a little bit deeper than what first comes up if you search Bitcoin or Ethereum news. They still run articles where you'll see like today in Bitcoin news, uh, like the country of Costa Rica is now accepting Bitcoin or, or whatever. Like you, you can see these articles that progress is being made. It's just that it used to be only those articles uh, about the time before the latest leap in the cryptocurrencies where they went, where they are started to be valued at more. Um, like the latest leap that came in 2021. Before that, there was a lot more positive press, but now there's a lull. Some of it has to do with just, there's a ton of negative press about cryptocurrencies because it became a political issue. Like a few years ago, the rest of the world, people who didn't like cryptocurrency and didn't want it to be in their lives, didn't have to answer for it in any way. But now enough money has been invested into cryptocurrencies that cryptocurrencies as an economy of currencies are actually a competitor to other economies of currencies and to the US dollar. And so now it's become a political issue. Um, the same way that we used to not question Fox News or CNN like circa 2002, but then it became a political issue whether or not we're going to believe these um, news agencies, these centralized news agencies, and then perception perception towards CNN and Fox News deteriorated and has been deteriorating as perception of news itself becomes decentralized and people decide that they decide what is new as they realize that it is unnecessary to perceive like the news anchors at CNN to be the like the people that tell you what to do or hold newness over you it's kind of like holding there like we hold the power of the future because we're going to break what's new and what's current before anybody else hears it and so when twitter comes along massively decentralizes the power of narration of any any standardized news agency in anywhere in the world, Twitter massively decentralizes their, the narration of these um, just by giving everybody the power to be their own statement creator. Like uh, before Twitter and Facebook and these came along, uh, 
the like the story of you, the story of an individual, and like an individual's publicity or public life was more given over to everybody else. But it's like Twitter comes along, and the individual is able to control the value of the way that they're perceived a lot better. Like they control their own, the value of their own statements, like the collection of statements and tweets that you put out. The there's value in those tweets, and that value used to just be collectivized with like whoever else was around you like relatives or relatives or friends or whatever just kind of like the idea of you to them the perception of you to other people your and like your publicity in a sense used to just be given to everybody else but twitter comes along and you get to be your own bank for the value that is your individual statements but it's like the twitter provides a platform for you to monetize just your own individual statements but it has to do with like public life becoming private or really it's like um it's a it's a decentralization of privilege so to speak where privilege takes on a new life at the point that privacy is more given to the individual you see it happen with twitter 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 gives people the ability to control their own narration uh, cryptocurrencies are offering people the ability to control their own wealth rather than keep it in a bank. But it's like Bitcoin is decentralized because uh, there's like there's like five different banks for that for that five thousand dollars that would have just been centralized in a bank. And um, it's like Warren Buffett is saying that Bitcoin doesn't produce anything, and that's a um, completely ignorant statement because of course it produces something that would be like saying that facebook doesn't produce anything it's just more intangible to describe what the product is bitcoin's product is bitcoins first of all but it's like facebook's product is the website and there's that documentary the social dilemma i believe the social dilemma is talking about how the they're trying to describe what is the product of what's Facebook's actual product. Um, and they're like, you are the product. That's the conclusion they arrived at. And this is the social dilemma. I, that's got to be what it's called. Um, social dilemma. Whatever, I'm not going to look that up. Um, but they said that the social dilemma made this big deal out of like, you need to watch out for Facebook because they're making you the product or it's like they're transforming you into the computer or something. And it's like you being able to interface with Facebook and use the program that Facebook wrote does, does more cause you to be more digital or it's like you're kind of uploading your thoughts and your consciousness more into the cloud if you're just giving yourself over to this to this thing you're spending all your time doing it and engaging in it you are like giving yourself over to it but that's a really stupid way of describing it to say that you are the product through facebook because it's pretty obvious that facebook's product is their website this the same way that mcdonald's product is burgers or something like the thing that they're offering the thing that Facebook offers is its website. That's the product. You can see that. It's just like some people are on some people are unable to handle the current state of things with products that they're more intangible. Like 
like uh, product is becoming more abstract in this world in the digital age and so you actually have to define the product as something like a website now and people aren't comfortable with that so they get out of it by saying like facebook doesn't have a product you're the product their website is the product that's what they that's what it produced that's what the program produced the program that was written produced a website bitcoin is the same i mean bitcoin is a similar thing it's a it is a product one thing it produces is endless banking facilities or as many banking it produces banking facilities literally uh and a lot more than chase bank is able to produce chase bank only has so many funds to produce so many facilities that people can put their money into chase banks bitcoin through the program that's written produces a couple things but one of them is facilities for banking like it allows people to facilitate their own banking but like it produces a lot more banking facilities than Chase Bank does is one reason why it is more productive. But besides that, like its product is Bitcoin. Ultimately, the program that was written that created Bitcoin before it was written, there aren't all of these billions of dollars. And however many like Bitcoin is at how it's over a trillion like Bitcoin's at. I don't remember the numbers, so I'll just say really general figure like Bitcoin's at. 1.5 trillion but um if nobody writes that program that 1.5 trillion dollars isn't going to be held up in this position that was created at the point somebody wrote the program it's really like the program is the product but it it is a product and the and it named it it names itself bitcoin in the product it creates the supply of bitcoin and what's created is this function that's more valuable than centralized banks and so you and it's so it's this invention that produces something and you cannot deny that it does because people put 1.5 trillion dollars into it as a result of it being a more valuable function which is always the reason why anybody buys a thing buys a phone or invests in the the newer inventions um is because they find it to be a better function than other things and so Warren Buffett saying that it doesn't produce anything is uh, completely ignorant. It doesn't make any sense. The product, if you want to look at it, that is like, it's ultimately the program, but and the program is a product because it's a, it's a formula. It's a concoction of statements that are aligned in a specific way and produce a game and a set of rules by which people can engage, can invest money in, in different ways than they could ever before before the thing was created it's a product it's a it's a concoction of statements it's a recipe it's a formula um the u the the u.s dollar is the same thing the u.s dollar is also a product because it arises as a result of the relevance of the united states as a country um the united states as a country is created because uh because it's held together by things like the constitution but like the Constitution as a document is kind of the equivalent to the program that's written that creates Bitcoin is like whatever computer program and the series of statements and commands that are given to create Bitcoin. And so the, the formula, the product of Bitcoin is the program and that program consists of rules and laws and like call outs, like allowing for people to store the money in their own individualized bank 
this is all written into the program. There is another program that's written that created America. It's the Constitution. As long as the Constitution is held together, America stays constituted, basically. Like, it's hold... That, that's the document we say is the most holding us together, or the one that we'd say is the most important for, like, this is what makes America what it is, is the Constitution. Because America remains constituted, as long as people perceive a lot of strength into the Constitution, it's like perceiving strength into the country itself, or the, the unitedness of the country, or, like, the borders of the country. The bo country only stays as the country and stays within its borders, basically, as long as we revere the constitution that continually constitutes the united states and we've been revering it for 250 years and um the it's like the program the bitcoin is essentially as it stands now unless something changes drastically bitcoin is the reserve currency of cryptocurrencies of the entire of that entire economy of currencies bitcoin is the reserve of the entire economy of fiat currencies the u.s dollar is the reserve and so this is the crux of the competition um, is the rules of the game written in the Constitution versus the rules of the game written in Bitcoin. They are both products. They both produce a currency. Um, and they both have value as it stands now. The U.S. dollar has a lot more value because there's a lot more wealth in the U.S. dollar. This is the reason why crypto enthusiasts are so enthusiastic about crypto because the theory is that like only like less than 1% of the world is investing in crypto right now and that deficit versus how many people are have money in fiat currencies like the wealth of fiat currencies is a ton more than the wealth the entire wealth of cryptocurrencies as it stands right now and this is the reason why crypto enthusiasts are enthusiastic about it is because of the deficit and the um, the potential that bitcoin has in gaining in comparison to fiat currencies like bitcoin will take money from fiat currencies is what crypto enthusiasts say like and that is how it works is just like that money gets exchanged into bitcoin like the prospectively how much bitcoin is going to make is people envisioning the amount of dollars of national currencies that will be exchanged into bitcoin because it's really just a matter of recategorizing value there's like there's so many billions of dollars of value in U.S. dollars because people have them on hand. If somebody exchanges $10,000 of U.S. dollars into Bitcoin, that's just a reclassifying of value. It's just like naming it a different thing. And um, like that's ultimately what it is, but that uh, name is generated for the U.S. dollar as written as a result of the relevance of the United States of America. Uh, this is what makes the U.S. currency strong, and I would say that the U.S. is still the most powerful country in the world just as a result of they have the, re the reserve currency. That's what I would look to as the determiner for that. Um, America is the most important because they have the reserve currency, the reserve language, the reserve religion, and the reserve pop culture. Or in other words, Lady Gaga makes it to be huge in China, but there aren't any China pop stars that make it huge over here that's because china is totalitarian and um it's really like i think ultimately you wouldn't be able to say china is about to be more powerful than the u.s because they aren't making a lot of strides in having uh, the most important currency or having the most important pop culture and especially right now they aren't 
they're really hurting themselves with because people see videos of Chinese residents all locked up like they are in Shanghai right now. Um, I mean, maybe in other cities, I know that they are in, in Shanghai at least, but like uh, China is just locking down their residents, but it's because their culture is characterized by totalitarianism. The rest of the world sees that and they're like, yeah, I think we'll pass. And so that's why they, that, things like that is why they don't have the reserve currency or, and why their pop culture doesn't influence the rest of the world. It's because they're not really good at marketing themselves. And it, it really is a picture of that their culture isn't flourishing, really, if they're just locking people up um, and if, they are, if they're restricting freedom in this way. That's a picture of a culture that isn't flourishing and really, like, the rest of the world isn't going to get on board with The rest of the world isn't going to want to characterize themselves by totalitarianism. America is, like, the freest country in the world. And, uh, I mean, coincidentally, they're... They're the most powerful, or and people perceive their currency to be the best one. But, like, the thing is that the U.S. Constitution, like, people politically have issues with it all the time. They've basically had issues with it since its inception, because even in the early days you had anti-federalists versus federalists, but it's, it's always the argument that, like, we need to decentralize the power of the federal government to give to give it to states' rights. Like that's always been a big argument, but it's like America perceives the Constitution to be really strong, even though it's this paper that was written by fallible individuals more than two hundred fifty years ago. But like America is still held up by the like the Constitution is their backbone, and. Um, the Constitution ultimately allows the government, the U.S. government, the governing body of the United States to say things about the currency because that's the way that it stands now. And the U.S. government gets to change the rules of the game because like, the Constitution is written in such a way that it allows the governing body to change some of the rules when it wants to and amendments can be made to the constitution and shit like that but in other words the constitution is not as immutable as as bitcoin as the program that's that's written that creates the rules of the game for bitcoin um uh the constitution can be changed and the governing body of the united states gets to change it they get to change the parameters change the rules of the game when they want to and um so Bitcoin is more immutable, but it's like, it's kind of like with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, you have these programs that they address currency specifically. Like, so in that regard, they aren't as, uh, they don't do as many things as a nation does because a nation provide, does like the war effort and mobilizes resources through political actions and political initiatives. But, and so like Bitcoin doesn't do that obviously, but it's like Bitcoin takes on the issue of currency specifically and then provides this environment for currency where the rules of the game won't change and the and individuals get to control their, their wealth and um, they don't have to worry about a civilization collapsing or anything like that or, a, or there being a run on the banks or, or whatever, like a, or the United States choosing to inflate their currency or the United States doing whatever with the interest rate through the Federal Reserve, like uh, with Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about the rules of the game being changed. And and so it's like a constitution that's written for the modern day. 
and then that's better because you don't have now you're not relying on a piece of paper that's 250 years old and has has been unable to adapt to all of the changes that have occurred occurred in the world to this point so you have a you have with cryptocurrency computer programs each one of them you have all of these new constitutions that are written and they're written for the modern day they're they're already more relevant which is what you're looking for um as far as currency is concerned but um ultimately like investing in cryptocurrency has less of a risk than people think i would say because there's enough money to go around into the future probably like more and more money is being created there's a statistic that i'll link in the description from ourworldanddata.org that talks that shows the increase in global gdp over the last two thousand years and pretty much it's like a, the graph for the increase in GDP is steady and horizontal, and then it goes straight up into the air around the beginning of the 20th century. The same way a lot of other charts do for showing like increases in technology or just population. Uh, like the same way there's a population boom at the beginning of the 20th century, there is a there is a boom in wealth creation. But in other words, it's becoming like more and more it's an exponential rate of increase of money creation and basically money will be easier and easier to come by into the future and like it would probably be to the point that there's enough money in the world that an economy of fiat currencies could be supported and an economy of cryptocurrencies could be supported like there is there's more and more money being infused into the system and it would be really unlikely that none of that would make its way into the cryptocurrency world especially when cryptocurrency is a better set of functions for dealing with money and gives people more privacy and makes them the bank and then they're they're not relying on these giant corporate entities but it's just like the the way that things go is if you're just monitoring the way that things typically go and even these uh, long-standing social constructs like narration, like we used to rely on news agencies for narration and so that and we see that that's slowly deteriorating. We used to rely on Hollywood for fame and who we look to for who are supposed to perceive to be the most celebrated. We see that celebration is deteriorating and decentralizing. We see that information is decentralizing. It used to just, like, information is is decentralizing massively and um, that money wouldn't do that also. If you think that money will also decentralize the same way you've seen, like, the political landscape, our, our perception in political leaders is deteriorating quite a bit. If you, if you think that... Uh, money will also deteriorate in the same way like you might say that money wouldn't do that the same way that narration does or whatever but it's like uh, uh, money is probably just the next thing on the docket for our our perception and belief in standardized controllers of it our perception of that will deteriorate in the same ways likely and if you think that it will the the answer is that cryptocurrencies are more decentralized they're more decentralized because there's infinite facilities that can be created to house them and they're all they're peer-to-peer um 
but um, that they're like uh, that they're not a that they're not a scam. But it's like people look at China and and they're like China is cracking down on cryptocurrency. But what cryptocurrency offers everybody is the opportunity to control control their own their own wealth, and it's like it's more it's money that is given to the individual it's like individuals now have the choice to vote to control all of the wealth and um it's like i would say that you're contradicting yourself if you're saying that if you're somebody who criticizes billionaires and um the current system and financial inequality that rewards the people who are already the richest you don't get to criticize that and also be a critic of cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is the answer to that problem if you really want to get involved in it. Uh, it's uh, If you put money in a cryptocurrency, you're voting for a system where the money is given over to the individuals and there's less and less financial inequality the more money is transferred to cryptocurrencies. And it has to do with, has to do with the idea of privilege where um like secrecy and like having money is like having a secret because the people who have money are retaining the power of some formula and um like privilege what you're seeing with uh, cryptocurrency is the decentralization of privilege but as we have recognized in recent years, there's a lot of hubbub over the area of privilege, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a fear of a new system that decentralizes money is similar to a fear of privilege itself. But I'd say like there's a lot of fear surrounding privilege, the idea of it. There's a lot of misunderstanding of it. But like what people don't like about privilege is that um, they don't like like when a CEO has a ton of money like they don't like how privilege manifests itself in like white people being ceos or like white people being successful in individualized environments like when it gets to the higher level statuses of the people at the highest levels of the company like ceos or cfos like there's overrepresentation of white people and so people are like that's white privilege people are afraid of privilege what they're afraid of is privacy because that's what privilege is a word for um, but more specifically, they don't like when privacy is very, uh, is hoarded into one, into the power of one individual, which is what happens with a CEO. Like a CEO is the person who is an individual that's like representative of the entire company. And so like the private sector, um, if you have a CEO of a private sector company, they have, they like retain the privilege of the privacy of that entire private company and uh people don't like that amount of privilege being wrapped up in one person they hate the financial inequality it's kind of like what people want is a decentralization of privilege and so you really shouldn't be somebody who criticizes billionaires and white privilege and financial inequality and be somebody who criticizes cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency provides you the answer where it decentralizes privilege. Um, and privilege is kind of like priviness or um, 
like priviness or secrecy, having access to secrets or having having rights that other people don't have. And so it, like privilege is a good word for linking secrets and money. Like it's a bridge that shows you how having money is like having secrets because when you have more privilege, you have access to more secrets or more formulas that or more you have more rights than other people do and they and you're able to use those rights like hold them over people's heads to make money like if you know the secrets of formulas like you know if you're coke and your coke is the only one that knows the coke secret formula they are able to make all these billions of dollars off of coke through the years because of their because of their formula because of their product and this is like uh cryptocurrency versus fiat currency is deals with deals in the area of secrecy where um deals in the area of um deals in the area of secrecy where it's like does the US government able to retain the power of secrecy better than bitcoin is able to retain a power of secrecy because if bitcoin and ever ends up making more money or has more wealth than there are wealth in US dollars that would be then it would be true that it was revealed that bitcoin is a better secret than the u.s government but like we see that the u.s government is very secretive like they're they're very good at keeping secrets this is part of the reason why they're able to retain their power for so long or it's like it would be difficult to dissolve the power of that because people associate the government with this high level of secrecy and that's how the government wants it and that's how they're able to be the reserve currency for the rest of the world is because they are better they're better secret keepers or but basically the rest of the world perceives America to have more secrets than than they do. Like uh, like Botswana probably has the US dollar uh, on hand in its banks to exchange in because they perceive America because they perceive America to can be the most likely to continue to be relevant in the world and they perceive this because they deem America to be something like the best at keeping secrets but sort of the reason for that is like why you'd say that that secrecy is what other countries are perceiving America to have is because like America became the biggest and best economy in the world or like they exploded as that title especially after World War II like really during the course of the World Wars they became the most powerful I mean it might have been like after World War One that they really changed the game but like after World War II America is major player and um or like the biggest player kind of undisputedly and it's like they earned that title by proving to the rest of the world that they have the best trade secrets like in war because Germany had all of these secrets or all of these tactics all of these ways of fighting the war but America had better better strategy better tactics in order to defeat the Germans and win the war and the rest of the world saw that and they're like well yeah america is like and coincidentally after world war ii america became very powerful like it, it had some of it has to do with just what the rest of the world perceives america to be able to do and they credit america to be able to do all of these things or it's kind of like it like intelligence that america has makes them more secretive to the rest of the world because the rest of the world doesn't isn't able to match that level of intelligence or they they don't know how America is able to do it. They don't. No other country in the world is able to defeat Germany, 
And so America gets credit for being able to do that with their secrets and their tactics, their strategy. Germany never had, but it is like, it is secrets because like when they, when America, when they did the Normandy invasion, America and the allies had this idea of setting up all of these fake, like inflatable, this fake, um, line of tanks or something that they had stationed somewhere that they knew the Germans would see that and then think that then the Germans would think that the U.S. would would be invading at this place because they because America set up all of these fake tanks that they wanted Germany to see, but that that was just a ruse. But it's like that's why they won the war. It's because of secrets like this. They America and the Allies won the war is because they had a higher level of secrecy, higher level of intelligence, um, wherein they have the technology with radar to see when planes are coming that the Axis didn't have, and so the rest of the world sees them win the war through their secrets and it through the advantages that they have so america has the reserve currency and shit like that because of their undefinability factor where they're the rest of the world doesn't know how they're able to do it it's but like we invent the most things the rest of the world doesn't know how we're able to sell everybody on that we have the best pop culture um like why is it that american celebrities get the most clout or or whatever, it's difficult to say why, but the rest of the world believes them to be the people who are the most famous versus, like, celebrities that come out of India. And um, that is, it's an intangible thing that causes everybody to perceive America to have the best secrets. And it's like secrecy is... the re- But privilege is a word that shows you how having money is like having a secret because the people who have privilege... People who have privilege have the most money, but you have privilege, you have access to more secrets. And like what cryptocurrency does is it decentralizes privilege out of this state of things where privilege is hoarded into individuals or organizations. And then it cr- makes the level of privacy to be, in terms of money, to be at the um, individual level where the individual privately has control over their Bitcoin in their individual wallet, and they are the bank. And um, it's it's uh, it's a comparison of of levels of secrecy, but it's like Bitcoin. Bitcoin has a better level of secrecy. Like, why is Bitcoin able to be created, and why would it like why would anybody instantly see this as comparable to the United States level of secrecy? Especially when Bitcoin's program is sort of just like, I think you can look up the code for it, but like people can and then they can, you can actually just create a new Bitcoin and then just call it something different. Like that's basically what Dogecoin is. Dogecoin, it just took elements of Bitcoin's code or like almost all of it and then used that code and and incorporated a couple of other elements from other places and then named it Dogecoin. But like the Dogecoin code is very, very similar to the Bitcoin code. They are essentially the same thing. And uh, so like, it's just that Bitcoin is a better secret than the constitution because the constitution is written in English and everybody in America understands the constitution at this point to some level, like it is, it is uh, pretty indecipherable, really, to the average person because it's so old. But it's like it's written in English, and we understand how its rules are applied, and that its rules can be changed. 
like we are well acquainted with the Constitution. And so it's actually it's actually probably easier to break down like it's easier to break down the perception that the Constitution is strong and will continue to be strong for years and years because uh, people in America know how the Constitution is applied, but it's like it's kind of like the government really hinges on the word government and it really the power of government really hinges itself on people believing perceiving a lot of strength into the government or really just the word of government or people perceiving that they need to be governed or need a government and like sort of the question is that in reality do people need to be governed and because a lot of people would say of course they do because otherwise there'd be anarchy but in reality people don't need to be governed because there are thousands of individuals that grow up and then discard the belief system that they were given when they were kids like the belief system that's given to you by your immediate authorities or parents or surrounding adults there are plenty of people that grow up and then overcome the these boundaries that were given to them for their development stage they overcome this and become their own adult and create their own rules for governing themselves it's just that the world operates now thinking that we do need to be governed or like that isn't possible or that happening for everybody is a bad thing and i would say that that's very superstitious it's uh, it's superstitious in the way that we continue to allow this environment that allows people to hoard privilege like um lots of privilege being hoarded in one individual rather than seeing seeing it more clearly that privilege or privacy the place for privacy is with the individual and should be given to everybody like the same the same way that privilege was greatly decentralized in the area of narration when people get to tweet their own thing they have their own private account and through their private account they control like it's more they control their own statements and get to privately issue them to the rest of the internet the way that they want to and they get power over their own privacy basically more so now than they than anybody ever used to through facebook and twitter we all have the power over our own privacy and it isn't given to the, the collectivized narrations of people around you now now every individual gets to control their own perception of themselves through facebook they get to issue their own whatever and it's like uh that on its own is a decentralization of privilege but um like there's there's the privilege of the but it's it's like uh there there's a certain privacy that's associated with the US government but the the constitution is written in english and if people perceive it's just that like government is kind of like a perception like celebrity or hollywood or politics or politicians and like the po politician of today has a lot less potency than they did 20 years ago. Just look at that trajectory. And does that trajectory make you feel comfortable about what we're perceiving about government itself? When this is just kind of like the first layer of it, the superficial appearance layer that consists of all of the politicians and their faces that were like, okay, that's government. This layer we see is deteriorating because 
the average politician today we like we don't care about their ability to change things we don't believe in it we don't believe in their potency to change things like i would say that it's to the point that politician as a word i can i can declare and i do i just declare people to be politicians when they aren't like when i'm referring to somebody who's just kind of a faker or full of full of hot air or somebody who's just a talker somebody who just markets and doesn't do anything other than that besides network or market that's kind of like a politician somebody who's just a talker and that's really more so what you're able to refer to those as than you would have been able to 20 years ago because politics is deteriorating and um how long before government as a word is something that we start to deteriorate our our belief in that that thing should be really standardized what goes along with us deteriorating that is saying that we govern ourselves but like i would say that in reality we don't people people do govern themselves and i think that they're I think the quality of life is improved when you become somebody who decides your own belief system and governs yourself. I think it's better to do that than rely on. But but like if you don't, then we live in an environment where we're just like we need mom and dad to decide for us as a country, which it's like 20 years ago we were much more reliant on mom and dad to decide everything for us when we believed a lot of strength into the politicians and... Um, cnn to tell us what to do all of that like authority uh, parenting itself or whatever for the nation is kind of like we're our our belief in those rules are deteriorating but like it's it's a matter of privilege and um privilege and secrecy i guess i made it 50 minutes so i could just talk about whatever but like china do you like if China is cracking down on cryptocurrency, which there there's a lot of news reports that there are, but like cryptocurrency, because it has gained enough volume in terms of money in recent years, it is now a competitor with all currencies. And so it has become this political issue where even the people that the people who were trying to avoid it ever being a part of their lives now have to answer to it and so those people are making a big stink about that this even exists so like they've been drawn into the picture so there's more backlash as this becomes a political issue in the same way that before trump ran for office everyone was mostly fine with him but he ran for office and he throws himself the political game and then like half of the people hate him so like at the point that cryptocurrency is actually in the conversation all it becomes this political issue and so like in the recent most recent wave of news like last year of cryptocurrency it's basically all been negative the same way that trump or like the new way of doing things or like conspiracy theories themselves get tons of negative press from the news agencies that are already standardized and know that conspiracy theories are a major threat to their standardized narration um it's it's the same way with the cryptocurrency now it's like kind of the onus of politics overall is shifting to the financial sector where it's like we used to believe in cnn and now our belief in that is deteriorating but that same belief for cnn is kind of shifted to like the cnbc which is the financial nbc one the financial news nbc cnbc like the focus is more on that because we're 
the political, like the argument or the fight is more just over this like cryptocurrency versus fiat currency or something like that more defines the political landscape. And so it's become this political issue and there is a ton of negative press about cryptocurrencies from the, uh, from the establishment that didn't used to exist like a couple of years ago. And probably the reason why cryptocurrency was able to make a jump that it did like in 2021 is because there used to be mostly positive articles about it and now most of the articles are negative but it's more it's a lot more difficult to find the articles that are just like news of progress that bitcoin is making like an article that says costa rica is now accepting bitcoin or ethereum which there's like articles like that all the time but there there's just all these centralized establishment news agencies that really don't want cryptocurrency to succeed because their power is dependent on like the u.s government they uh they are going to argue pretty heavily i mean they're gonna run articles that cryptocurrency sucks or whatever and it's like it's gonna continue to deflate or or whatever and so the they're also gonna run articles that say that the government is able to regulate the currencies and china is regulating them and everybody's gonna follow suit but like uh yeah like china probably is regulating them to some degree or something but like it's pretty ambiguous whatever they're able to do it's just that like the way that China is dealing with this emerging technolo technology, if they are regulating it and they're making sure nobody in their country buys it because they are totalitarian and want to crack down on their con their individuals' rights and freedoms and privacy and privileges, they want privilege to continue to be centralized and retained by major powers. Um, does China... Like, it doesn't... Um, I don't... I don't think that it would be a good thing to follow China's lead in this, the way that they're reacting to this cryptocurrency doesn't seem very positive to me. They're just characterizing it by totalitarianism. I think that the rest of the world doesn't really want that and ultimately doesn't, doesn't vote for or prefer or reward China for influencing, influencing the culture in this way. Uh, by reacting to cryptocurrency negatively. I don't think it's better to do what China is doing in reaction to cryptocurrency. It's, I think it's better to invest in it. I mean, if you're, if you want, if you want privilege to be decentralized, um, but it's like secrecy and, and private privacy. It's like, it's like, uh, what I was mentioning in the last episode about Santa Claus and their, uh, it's interesting, I as I think about it, about Santa Claus and that, like, there's all these kids that believe in Santa Claus. Like, the only people who believe in Santa Claus are kids that think that he's real. But, like, those kids were just walking around not knowing anything about Santa before these adults came around and created the myth for them. It's really, like, the adults that create the myth... It's almost to the point that adults believe in Santa more than kids do because, like, kids weren't asking for it. Um, it's just adults that created it and instilled that belief system in kids that m make it anything at all. Um, like, kids didn't know about it, but, like, this is, like, privacy and secrecy. Uh, I'm just talking about how privacy is, like, access to information... It, the Santa Claus thing is is weird because it divides us into two groups immediately, but it's like 
the, this thing doesn't need to happen because we everybody ultimately knows the truth that Santa Claus isn't real, but that truth is actually privilege at the point that we create this division between two groups of people where one of the groups of people knows that he's not, and then one of them does know. One of them knows that he's not real, and then one of them thinks that he's real. Like, this uh, this creates a divide be- between these two groups of people, and, like, the group of people that thinks that he's real doesn't even know that this divide exists. And this is, like, this is something like secrecy itself, or, um, like, that's what secrecy does, is, like, there's levels of it where if you really have access to the formula, it's, like, having access to like having the title is part of the secret or like is part of having access to the information like being the ceo is the highest level of privilege you're going to attain at a company or in other words you have the most secrets and it's kind of like you um you make it to that level because like if the CFO is the second in power, you actually have more secret secrets than the CFO even, but it's like the only way that you have the access to the most privilege at the company or like have the highest status is if you become the CEO and everybody else doesn't know what it's like to be a CEO. It's like only at the point that you are the CEO. I guess it'd be like the same as the president of the United States. It's only at the point that you become the president that you actually know the secrets of like what it is like to be a president. Otherwise you're just on the outside looking in and that secret is guarded. But like there's levels of it where it's like, if you actually reach the highest level, like the president, then you've reached the highest level of privilege or the highest level of secrecy. And you're more, you get more fame and more accolades and more authority all the way up. But it's like, before you're the CEO, there will always be a lot of secrecy in that. And that is the highest level of secrecy. And, um, this is what happens with the Santa Claus myth is like you kind of have to graduate to the higher level of knowing of understanding like oh he isn't real and um it's weird when that happens when it is unnecessary like no adult had to say this thing uh or create this but adults do it for their own advantages and that's why it exists at all is because of adults um that want kids to believe it so that they can control their kids to, so that their kids aren't unruly and don't make them look bad in, in public gatherings. But it's like, it's not it's not that bad of a thing to do that because social pressures are really tough on moms and dads where they're like, they're going to, you're going to start thinking you're a bad mom or dad if your kid is just running around anywhere and it helps to throw in Santa Claus to say like, Santa's going to watch you be bad so that you can have a cosmic babysitter. Um and then your kids will be less unruly and then you get to abide by social whatever and now you won't get socially shamed by all of your friends because your kid is just running around so it's like santa kind of helps in that way and that's why parents do it is like control their kids to to not be unruly but like um that's that's the thing is that uh, santa is a god that we that people believe in and so it's kind of weird that we just everyone who knows that he isn't real is like yeah he's completely not real when we actually treat him as the god of christmas in 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 the same way that we worship like god that we don't see people people worship santa and do all of this shit in his name where 
Santa has parents and adults all over the country buying gifts and then crediting it to Santa. Like, Santa has this pretty major operation going on for being a guy that doesn't exist where he gets all of this credit for gifts and shit. Like, he actually gets a lot of credit for... He almost gets real credit for being in everybody's home in one night because he is the name that's given credit at the end of the day by but like santa has all of these adults doing his bidding for being a guy that isn't real but it's like it's really adults that are doing all of his bidding or creating him to exist at all um is is what's kind of interesting about it but um i'm saying that to say like the level of privilege, like you have to graduate to that level of secrecy with the Santa Claus thing where like, oh, now you become the group of people. But like, it's kind of weird how secrecy works that way where you don't even know about the level of secrecy until you arrive in in a lot of cases. But it's like, it's kind of like the idea of listening itself where like secrecy is a little bit like listening or... um yeah, so it's like you you graduate. It's really not like it's not pri- private. Your privacy is exploited as a kid that doesn't know the truth about Santa Claus by all of the people who do know the truth about it. Your privacy is kind of exploited because everybody's like knows that you're an idiot, but they're also making you to be one by introducing this this lie to your life that you didn't know. Like I I'm um I'm not saying like people shouldn't do that or it's like it's a horrible thing i'm just saying it's kind of it's kind of funny that we're yeah santa claus is completely not real but like we use him for all of these purposes um and so only at the point that you like you really only know the real secret and uh yeah it's kind of like a level of privacy that's introduced with with the myth but like um, there's something else I was going to say about it. Now I forget. It's like, yeah, there's the secrecy. There's the secrecy. And then there's the, there's the whatever else. Um, man, what was I going to say? Oh, well. Thanks for taking the time to go and listen to me today. I appreciate that. I'll put out more episodes in the future. This is the Currency Podcast. Subscribe to my YouTube and subscribe to my podcast on Apple or Spotify. Goodbye.